0: listening to episode 221 of sci-fi tv rewatch my name's dave and i'm joined as always by my co-host wayne as we continue our look at season two of the showcase netflix series travelers and on this halloween night i was expecting to see some photographs of your kids in facebook but i now know it's because they're off doing their own thing and you're home alone with the dog
1: yep <laughs> that's that's uh, very accurate so, yeah, uh, My one daughter, when I got home from work, she was already gone to whatever neighborhood she's going to go trick or treat. So I didn't even get to see her at all. And then my wife took my other daughter to a different neighborhood so she could trick-or-treat with her friends. And then my son and his buddy um, threw on his hockey jerseys
0: and then went to some other neighborhood. I'm like, that's the worst Halloween costume ever. And they're like, uh. Well, geez, all <laughs> they needed to do is just take a little, you know, make some stitch marks on their face and good to go
1: yeah they didn't have that they just threw the hockey jersey on and they expect people to give them candy for that so
0: all right well listen you uh, went with z nation last week as your uh I did pick of the week well, what are you going with this time well
1: i gotta go with uh the
0: new netflix show stranger danger
1: wow i mean stranger things okay <laughs> there was a lot of danger
0: in it i must say now there's a lot of i'm not done yet so don't go talking about it too oh, much. i have two more episodes to go really yeah. okay so so you yeah. have seen seven so so my wife and i it took us three to watch it we saw we watched three four and then two and okay. and you saw episode seven which is l out on her own tracking yes. down her sister
1: What an awesome episode.
0: Well, it was, but what I was really surprised about as I was trying to find some reviews to read is that that episode caused a lot of consternation among Stranger Things fans that a lot of people really thought it added nothing to the season and that it essentially functions as a standalone because Elle's on her own. We don't really see most of the other kids at all. So, you know, I don't know. But I I really liked it. Yeah, no, I loved it. Again, not
1: not having gotten to the end yet, I'm not sure how well it'll fit in. But even at this point, having just watched Seven, you know, I know that what it shows is that she's had this desperate longing to get out um, and to see the world there's uh, there's freaking kids ringing the doorbell upstairs yeah well uh, the, the lights are off the pumpkins are in there's no lights on upstairs at all and someone's ringing
0: the doorbell well hopefully it's not oh. your wife who locked her keys yeah in the actually car. i'm just
1: saying is it one of my kids okay
0: all right all right well you know i i think for me what what we really see out of l's behavior there is, is that you know set against her sister is that she really does have a moral compass despite everything she's been through. And while we can understand what her sister is going through and why her sister really has become a vigilante, that's not L.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. And there's that point where, you know, um, her sister says, you know, you'll have to kill. And she says, I've killed. and And she has, but, you know, she killed in pretty much strictly self defense, exactly. never seeking revenge or anything like that. So, um, you know, like I thought like I could see like I am not a hater. I thought first of all, it was a fabulous episode. It was so good, especially at uh, a human level. Um, the part where her sister hugged her when they realized when she realizes who she is. I mean, that was like that was yeah. just a, a really sweet scene. So I thought it was a fantastic episode. And plus it shows, A, you know, she had this desire to go out and see the world. And then at the end of it, she's like, I got to go home. Like she realizes, yeah, I mean, she's been looking for her family, right? She's looking for her mom and her sister and all these people she considers her family. But what she realizes on the streets of Chicago is that her family is back there with, you know, mike and, and and all all those guys you know
0: yeah and and, but, and like you said, I mean, searching for her mother, who she finds and and understands now why you know her mother really is out of the picture but but as you said the, the sister is not really family, and you know now you know, when we see the relationship she has with hop and and of course, you know the other kids i mean she. You know, figures that's her family, and and that's why she's going to go back.
1: Yeah, you know, and and Hop is so adamant in trying to protect her. Like he makes the classic parenting blunder. We all do it. That we're so worried about protecting our kids is that they feel that you know we're suffocating them, and that we they get to a point where they get old enough, and it's too much, and they you know so they rebel and they buck against it. You know, it's it's only natural. Um, and so Hop is he's just trying to.
0: He's trying to do his parenting thing on the fly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, if you are a Stranger Things fan, I don't know if you are aware of the after show that's available now, I guess, you know, in, in line with what's out there for The Walking Dead. But I did watch the first two episodes of the after show and you really shouldn't watch them until you've seen the whole season. But, you know, they're kind of interesting. Uh, I'd be curious to hear if you ever watch any of them, what your take on them is. So, I mean,
1: are they on Netflix, too? They are on
0: Netflix also, yeah. Okay. So See, I, well, that
1: that's so weird, like, to have an after show, but the person has binged the whole thing. So, like, the after show is really – it's not just a week-to-week thing like, like Talking
0: Dead, you know? Right. And really what this is, it's more – Behind the scenes production kind of stuff. So what what they do is they rotate the cast members in with uh, the host and with the two Duffer brothers. So yeah, you get to see the the different uh, actors, and you know it's kind of interesting. But uh, I'm certainly not going to binge that. But so all right, well, well my pick this week is a show that I've you know mentioned on and off over the past couple years, and that is Lucifer. And this week we have the return of Tricia Helfer as the lawyer, Charlotte Richards, formerly known as Lucifer's mom. But because if you're watching the, the show, much like the show we're going to talk about in a few minutes, Travelers, Charlotte Richards was inhabited by Lucifer's mother for a period of a few months. And Lucifer ended up being able to send her back to another dimension and now Charlotte Richards is trying to cope with the fact that she has no memory of the last few months. And, you know, Lucifer sees her as his mother, but she, of course, has no memory of that. So yeah, was... well, she
1: should be fortunate. People in the 60s lost decades.
0: <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> um, I was trying to think. Oh, there's a Volkswagen commercial. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's obviously is mo- it a commercial. It's modern no, footage. But it's in the Woodstock era, and they're trying to actually even imply that they are at Woodstock, and there's a a VW bus of the era, and it's raining, and they, you know, the two people in the bus open the door and let everybody in, so they pack the bus in. Then the, you know, then the rain stops, and they open the bus, and everybody piles out. I said to my wife, I said, Well, that's not very realistic because if it was realistic when they opened that door, smoke would come Big pouring out of it. Smog <laughs> <laughs> So but it was cool anyway <laughs> to see the yeah uh, to see the bus. But uh, Well that
1: was uh you know, like I just recorded the other day, uh, Fast Times to Ridgemont High and uh, I don't know if you realize the two stoner buds uh from Fast Times uh one of them is uh Anthony Edwards oh the guy okay goose yeah and the other one is um oh uh some kind of wonderful
0: uh, pulp fiction red haired guy uh he was in um not blood and chrome uh, the uh the other Battlestar galactica sequel or prequel or whatever it was god i can't even remember the name of it what the hell was it i know we didn't oh god
1: i'm not not kidding eric stoltz eric Eric stoltz right was was the other stoner bud um so their big scene is basically they uh they're in the car in the parking lot of the school and the door opens up followed by a, a billowing cloud of smoke okay but um and they are identified in the credits as Stoner Bud 1 and
0: Stoner Bud 2. Nice. Uh, Caprica, by the way, <laughs> is the show.
1: Caprica, yes, right, yes.
0: Because he was the scientist. That uh, Yeah,
1: right, right. I think that deserves that. Every time I, I think about that show, I'm like, I should rewatch that show.
0: Yeah. Or blood and chrome for that matter. I mean, you know, yeah. much more short lived, but still pretty decent. So
1: yeah, really good. All
0: right. Well, listen, we got a lot to say about travelers. So, yeah, we you know, do, so why don't, why don't we get to that? And, you know, we'll do the whole email thing at the end, but just for now, sci-fi TV, rewatch at go to the website, join the Facebook group and post there. We did have one piece of listener feedback from Dan LaRock, who who's certainly written in before and he says... And still has the most awesome last name ever. Yes, he does. Still, <laughs> So we have to wait for Travelers to hit Netflix in the U.S. until December. That sucks a bit because I'm going to have to let the podcast episodes pile up until then. I'm sure I could find Traveler Season 2 episodes, quote, falling off the back of a truck, end quote, I'm somewhere. sure we don't
1: know what you're talking about.
0: But I'll just wait, I guess. Uh, I'm very glad you guys are podcasting the show nonetheless, I'm going to try to fit some Buffy into my schedule as well. Enjoying the gifted Marvel's Inhumans and looking forward to the return of the hundred and agents of shield too. Thanks for everything guys live long and podcast. Yeah. Nice. I, as I mentioned last week, I'm really digging the gifted I'm up to episode four. So I'm, yeah, I haven't seen last night's yet. Uh, obviously the hundred I just can't wait for that to come back, but that's probably January sure. or so agents of shields coming back a little earlier really looking forward to that and and it's just so weird i don't want to get into it you know in any depth here but you know the whole thing between abc and disney cancel the show no we don't want to uh no uh we you definitely have to have the season and and or you know, we
1: want to cancel the show and no you can't yeah, and, and so. it's
0: and yet you know, from an artistic standpoint i think it's at its apex and it is what it is so i'm looking forward to it and it's going to be interesting to yeah. see whether they actually do go straight through the way they claim or whether they take a week or so off around christmas mm-hmm.
1: No, yeah it's uh, i still think agents of shield is a is a strong show i enjoy it is it my number one show is it the show i watch before others no but
0: it's good i like it you know i'm, I'm glad it's still around So, All right, well, we we are here to talk about Travelers, episode two of season two, entitled Protocol Four, and this one was written by, (laughs) yeah, I had to remember, well, they tell us what Protocol Four is. Right. Yeah, I forgot. Did we know that? Well, I guess we knew all the protocols before, right? Yeah, because they were on the website. Right, right, okay. Uh, Written by Jason Whiting, who co-wrote episode 10 of season one, Catherine, and he wrote episode 11, Marcy. And he also co-wrote this one, Protocol 4, with Ken Kabatoff. And this is his first writing credit, though he did work on Stargate Universe, Falling Skies, and Season 1 of Travelers in the Writing Room. And he also wrote the upcoming episode, Jenny, along with Jason Whiting. This one was directed again by Andy Makita, and it aired October twenty third, 2017. So we've got a new character this week. We have no Vincent this week. And yeah. having remembered to call him Vincent, I put the, my apologies out there. I called him Victor about ten times on last week's podcast. But in my defense, which means just, I probably
1: called him Victor too. N-
0: you so. didn't call him Victor once. You you, you hit oh, really? Vincent every time. And my oh, okay. O- my only defense is coming off Dollhouse, and right. other than that, so we've got Stephanie Bennett playing Jenny. And you may have seen Mm -hmm. Stephanie Bennett on Shadowhunters, not a show I watch, but certainly a show I'm aware of. So a lot to talk about. We have no Vincent this week, which was a bit of a shock. And I can certainly see where some people would say that this episode really didn't advance the plot much. And I would certainly disagree. I mean, to me, it's a very character-driven episode, not a lot of action, but certainly a lot of meaningful dialogue and, and a lot of uh, introspection on almost all of the characters that, that we end up, you know, getting to see.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, last episode was so action packed, you know, that it, this kind of like is a I, you know, I don't want to like say step back because people think I step back in quality, but just say step back as in let, let's catch our breath after the very frantic and frenetic episode from last week.
0: Right. And, you know, certainly if you were teaching dramatic irony, this would be another opportunity if your students had seen the show and that we are aware of Vincent and his role in the Travelers' lives. They, of course, have no clue.
1: Right. So, Well, especially when, um, you know, Grant says, you know, we're all in the clear now. Yeah, you know, I was worried about this group before, but now everything's good. We're just like mm,
0: I don't think that's really true. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, we mentioned Protocol 4 the the title of the episode and that is the protocol that says do not reproduce. And you know when we were communicating before uh, recording tonight, you know I, I'd mentioned you know we should probably go character by character, and you said well or couple by couple, and, and, and that's really true, and I and I think that's also pretty meaningful because this is kind of an episode where they all have a chance now to catch their breath and figure out who they actually are you know we talk a lot about you know the the whole search for identity search for meaning you know what is my purpose but for these guys it's got to be that much more difficult to to deal with and to understand yeah oh yeah
1: absolutely and and i like how you said like you know to take a break because half their lives as travelers they are Running around on mission or something, and they don't have time to really nurture their personal lives and
0: you know? their new so, identity because they're actually two people
1: exactly so um you, you know and then so now we we finally get a chance where they can they kind of have a chance to catch their breath. Well, all of them have to go and kind of say, "All right, well, what were we dealing with before all this happened?" Oh, yeah. So it's like all these relationships that probably we go back to, you know, like two or three episodes before the end of last season. But um, they were, you know, working on, on these uh, relationships. And now they've got to go and try and cultivate those relationships once again.
0: Yeah. Now, the other thing I liked was the fact that Grace in particular humanizes the director. If If you remember that scene, then, you know, we'll get to it where they're lying in in the hospital beds next to each other and she talks about missing being able to talk to the director constantly she in fact says and trevor mentions that that he had a few conversations as well so it it leads us to consider well what's the deal with future ai you know is there a, a human component i i guess would be the way i would say it at this point with the limited knowledge we have yeah
1: that I mean that's i mean the the possibilities are literally endless right of of how that could happen uh but yeah that that was very interesting when it's because it i mean you know for so long we assumed that the director was you know a, a human a person it just goes back to what they were doing before, which is personifying the director referring to she or he or it in human terms well, they'd been doing that all last season up until that last episode right
0: yeah. Now, you know, we mentioned the characters having some time to process. I did notice that they all have new clothes, a bit more stylish, especially Philip. I noticed that jacket he was wearing. Yeah, that was cool. So we're not sure how it. much time elapsed, you know, between you know, being released from FBI custody to where we are now. The other thing, though, is the use of humor. In this episode and there were a number of instances that we'll talk about and I thought in the aftermath of such a dark series so much confusion chaos really darkness the subtle touches especially in the dialogue just really worked well and I did find myself laughing out loud on a couple of occasions so I, I really thought that was well done and, and timed perfectly for this episode. Now, Walt. Okay, he's now a traveler. These mm-hmm. new travelers apparently don't have any skill set. You know, no, he, well, he, they they just
1: they don't. I mean, they just don't have these things in the future. Apparently, right? And,
0: and is that a result of the timeline changing, or was it always that way? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if we do, do. We get that? Do we? Do we really?
1: I mean, how soon after the the travelers,
0: you know, our group arrived, did we see them driving? Well, you know, I it seems almost immediately because McLaren's an FBI agent, and I don't sure. think that Walt was driving all the time. And he mentions, "Oh, you didn't have a simulator." And, oh, right, and yeah, he says yeah, no. So, so is that one of the subtle changes that sure. you know, there yeah. could could be, and then well, and, then, and
1: uh, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying. I mean, the, the thing that I don't know if it really bothers me per se, but you know, definitely Walt has become, you know, before he was like kind of like a frenemy, a a demi antagonist. Um, now he's like you know comic
0: relief. Well, he is, but, uh, and again, that's part of the humor that I was referring to. You know, let's give him some time to adjust. And and, and I, I, I love the fact that you use Topher's description as a frenemy because he was interesting as that kind of a character. Because on the one hand, what we viewed as an antagonist was really him trying to be a friend to this guy who's doing things that he just doesn't understand. And, and Walt's not sure really what's going on with my partner. And right. of course it comes across differently for, for us. But the the last thing before we get into the episode details, I love how they use those timeshare presentations to frame the episode. Yeah. And, and I started thinking about the significance. And if you notice, the presenter in the final scene uh-huh. was one of the attendees. Still... Yes. In the first. So, what do they have? Like a little traveler pyramid scheme going on here? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's traveler Amway, right? Right. But when you start to think about it, who's behind this? Because clearly somebody has to be behind it. There's always somebody at the top of the right. pyramid.
1: Right, and who knows? Who knows if it's even the the director, right? I mean, we just don't know. It's it's crazy. I mean, because I, I mean, I, he he could have been lying, but you know, when the the first guy was being interviewed by uh, Grant and, and Walter, you know, he he didn't come across as being like devious or or anything. He he looked like you know, it's possible he was just a, a guy who, like I went out to. Talked to my manager and I came back and everyone was gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, did you get a feeling? Like, 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 because at first I was, I was like, oh, he, he's definitely a traveler. He, he definitely like locked them in there on purpose so that they could be turned. But then when he was being interviewed later, I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's possible that he wasn't, you know? So you know, I don't know. but for sure that lady at the end though she for sure is a traveler right there's no question about that
0: absolutely so i guess this was perhaps the first in a series of these kinds of events but no i'm with you right away because we know as soon as he locks that door oh this is what's going to happen and we don't have to wait more than a few seconds we can hear the the screens inside but notice no countdown though no good point yeah Oh, interesting. You know, maybe they figure we don't need it in season two.
1: Well, maybe. But, all right, so the opening we got scene. It, we got it last episode with Vincent.
0: Well, we did. Oh, that's right. We did. Okay. Well, you know, in terms of the opening scene, this timeshare presentation is the second part of it. And, and the first thing we see is Philip back at Traveler HQ, and he's desperately searching for something. And at first, I'm, I'm thinking he's searching for drugs. But then I forget yeah. I forget what it is he looks in. I'm like, no, nah, he wouldn't have hidden his drugs there. He's looking for his turtle, which is, of course, what he's looking for. He doesn't seem to notice that the place has kind of been trashed. But, uh, you know, I guess at this point, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, um, we assume they know that the FBI agents have now become travelers themselves. And, you know, the only thing on his mind is finding his turtle.
1: Right. So, right, but yeah, we we definitely think he's uh looking for drugs, though. Like, yeah, I mean, we're totally meant to believe that. And they find the turtle, you're like, oh, (laughs) so all right. Well, who do you want to start with? You know, so we see the all right. So, if we're going by relationship, you know, the first one we have is Philip and his turtle. I think we pretty much covered that one. Um, so the next we get is uh, Kat and Grant, okay. Do you right. want to start in on that one? Well, why don't we take a
0: look, why don't we take a look at Grant McLaren and and because there's other issues that he's involved in that are important as well and and the relationship with Cat will will you know be part of that. So he wakes up at home, he's dressed, but he's got his gun in his hand, and, and of course he's startled. And it turns out it's only Cat stopping by to pick up a few things and it's it's kind of painful watching him try to explain things away without giving any details and a they've been married a long time, and b she's a smart lady and right. she she's not buying what he's selling and uh you know he he says the you know again, I think we've all said it to our wives, you know what do you want from me yeah and she says, I don't want anything from you, which I, I was a little surprised. We know she's hurt, but what he's telling her, it's just simply too vague for her to really feel like like their relationship is standing on solid ground, you know?
1: Right, right. And he, he's not on solid ground. He, While well, he got some glimpses of their life together, you know, he's he has no idea what she likes what she's into or anything like that pretty much since he arrived in Grant's body he's been running around you know on mission he got busted for having sex with Carly um so it's just like he he really hasn't had like like we said they haven't had the time to to cultivate this relationship at all but it's why, just been why, does,
0: why does he care boom 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 i mean wouldn't it be well easier? because it's one of the
1: protocols
0: right that they have to maintain their their identities life uh, okay but divorce separation that happens in real life so why sure. why would it be any different it just would seem to me it would be so much easier if they were apart but there's so some, right. there's something that's drawing him to her well, I, I th- we saw that last season when he
1: kind of, you know, merged with the real Grant, Grant McLaren and um, experienced their relationship uh, with him, and, and got to actually like he was actually feeling those things. Like, he like he knew objectively it wasn't him, right? But he also felt like part of it like it was him. Um, so I think that that might be a big. You know, explainer as to why he is so yeah why he you know like you think as a traveler it'd be better for him the divorce would be fine like he'd just be like okay fine see you bye um, of course things are a little bit
0: more complicated now that she's you know up the pole right and you know she calls wants to talk and again i found it interesting he's certainly pleased that she called and he starts to say something and she just hangs up on him but he goes to see her brings the bottle of wine and i i did like the fact that she saw what he did and and you almost saw in her expression that she wasn't angry that he did that which you know tells me that she still loves the guy and that maybe throwing these separation papers in front of him is meant to be a wake-up call for their relationship which then I guess I was a little surprised how quickly he signed the papers, but that's not really what comes out of the scene. I mean, that's certainly important, but it's when he cuts his hand on the broken wine glass and goes into the bathroom and puts two and two together and, and learns that she's pregnant. So protocol four, baby.
1: Right. So here's, here's my question. Genetically speaking, what are we looking at with this baby here?
0: Yeah, we don't know.
1: Right? Yeah, we don't Does know Does he if still ge- have Grant McLaren's, you know stuff I'm guessing inside yeah. of him? I'm or guessing. or did he, you know, alter the body on some kind of genetic level? Right. But who, who cares whether he like if if I mean I guess they don't want them to procreate because they don't want them being attached like that. They want them to be soldiers, right? Like that's part of Carly's problem. Like right? she's got this baby, she's attached to. Right. She can't just run off and do her missions when she
0: wants to do them. She's got to worry about the kid, right? But and even, she's even in her Jeff. case, she could have allowed the father to have the baby. And had it out of her hair. And, and that certainly came up in, in season one a number of times. But here, they talk about the fact that she's pregnant. And she's not sure, she tells him, whether or not she's going to keep it. And and he seems to really want the baby. Or I'm thinking, is he saying that because he knows that's how he should act? But either way, it, it, it certainly adds intrigue. You know to the episode but then all things considered you know we talk a lot about these travelers revealing their truth to their partner and as i think you said last week as if they would believe them even if they did but at this point right. how can he possibly reveal the truth if he truly wants to be with her because it would just be in her mind And I think rightly so. Another act of betrayal. All this time you were with me, even though we only had sex that one time. It wasn't even, you know, you or who was. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's in a position where I I don't know what he can really do. That's going to be the right choice.
1: Yeah. Well, what he should have done is, you know, had sex with his wife more than once in four months. I mean, that's. That's just crazy.
0: Well, but even that, you know, you know, we see the whole idea of Protocol Four with Philip and the condom. So this is a married couple that, you know, right. that, that clearly had been having trouble uh, getting pregnant earlier, and you know, so you know, we're not privy to everything, but that might have been kind of a, a a wake up call for her as well. Why do you want to use a condom? So, you know, no. so so there's a lot there. But we also see Mac in his job, and while he's not in charge, he kind of is, you know, because of all the FBI agents that are now travelers. And, And we really only see him interacting with Forbes, but he's got to now train Forbes, who doesn't even know how to drive a car, let alone function as an FBI agent, because we get the idea from season one that McLaren had some idea of what to expect as a twenty first right. century FBI agent, yeah, he
1: he hit the ground running, right? Like, I mean, there was some hiccups here and there, but basically, he knew how to do
0: the job and how to act like a, a Fed. Yeah. Um, Walter, not so much. Yeah, and I love the scene where he's, you know, giving him driving practice, and, and Forbes is nervous, and he says, "All right, just recite the protocols." to alleviate your nervousness. And I'm thinking, like, yeah. Oh, this is like what? Resigning bad. And oh, no, that's, no, we don't want to go there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so then the two of them investigate the timeshare it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, investigate the timeshare because of the disappearance. And as you said earlier in the podcast, that's where we realized that, no, this guy was not in on it. He really doesn't know what the heck happened. So, He claims it was just a sales pitch. He was gone for twenty minutes, checking with the manager, negotiate a better deal, and all of that. So you wonder: is this part of the historical record as well? And then that whole question: who sent these travelers? And I think again, that's one of the the big questions of this episode. That you know, things did happen in this episode. Yes, there's a lot of character-driven elements to it, but. You know, there's also a lot of really important questions because is Vincent involved with these travelers? Maybe. Right. Now, they they take a look at the surveillance footage, which shows static. And then, of course, the people just gone. (laughs) And I love Forbes sees that plate of donuts and asks, asks if he can have one. Well, he's told they're two days old or a day old. And... Of course, we can tell immediately he thinks these donuts are amazing, yeah. which I guess is a nod to food shortages in the future. And then that line, why do you think they put a hole in them? Yeah. Let's concentrate on one mystery at a time. <laughs> right. like, and this, these are things that we just have not seen in Travelers that are just perfect in this episode.
1: Yeah. I, you know and, and I do enjoy that but i I felt by the end of the episode they're kind of overdoing it a little bit too much I mean like you know he it just I think he should seem a little bit more competent and a little less golly gee whiz at all the things in the past you know well I now, agree granted, with- I get that they're doing that we haven't really seen that because like I said the the travelers have been on mission almost constantly since they arrived. So here we finally get to see a traveler coming back who doesn't have to necessarily be on mission right away, who has a chance to kind of look around and get acclimated. Um, the other ones all had to get acclimated on the fly; they never had a chance to really, you know, ponder the, uh, you know, the the ramifications of the donut.
0: Okay, but is this maybe a, a situation in the future where these people are just being sent out? I don't want to say totally unprepared because that wouldn't be accurate, but certainly not as prepared as prior traveler groups had been. So for whatever reason, desperation—we don't know—but uh, I think that's a, a reasonable explanation for you know how unprepared Forbes seems to be, and we'd assume you know the others like him as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, anything else about McLaren and? relationships uh his fbi stuff no nah, no nah, i'm just wondering you know
1: who spunk is uh impregnated this baby well has made created this baby you know like
0: yeah now I, I guess somebody out there with a science background i mean as a layman i would just simply think that all right his physical body hasn't changed at least i don't think it has i, I mean i would assume it's still the original Grant McLaren's DNA, but who knows? Right. Who knows? So I right, Well, let's talk about Marcy and David because uh-huh. uh, as we said last week, David's certainly becoming a more sympathetic and likable character. And, and that yes. really doesn't change tonight. I, I, I don't, think. I, you
1: know, I, I just, I'm almost like a little mad at the relationship that existed between David and Marcy in the first place that, cause like I do, I, I'm, I'm, I like him. Now, as a character, um, I realize that I have to get over my own hangups and everything, but yeah, I just think that, that it was just so awkward how they established that that he's her caregiver and then ends up having sex with her. you know, like Grant, I know she's changed a lot, but so I, I, I'll stop because I know I'm, I'm harping on this too much, so I'll just let it go. So I just my official letting it go moment. okay, but so I'm I, letting I, it go.
0: I think he has the added burden of really having experience with three separate Marcies,
1: right. right? Yeah, right, right. They right. This is the third, right? Right. Intellectually
0: yeah. challenged Marcy, and then Marcy one point and now it's two point oh because she so, got rebooted.
1: So, so that's what I kind of came up with. Is like you know, it's really tough to judge David because, I mean, stuff has just been so crazy with him and Marcy. Is you know, with Mar- like it just things have been. Just completely insane, and so to judge this guy like he 's got to be thinking like, oh, what the hell <laughs> you know like she was mentally challenged before, then she 's super brilliant, she assassinated someone that right in front of my eyes, and now she 's like a completely different person altogether i don 't even know what to
0: think well and and I so, think you know you and I both know and and certainly have some experience working with children. That are probably more advanced than Marcy was, but still, I think we understand, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners do as well, that the people that work with those individuals are a special breed of person. You know, sure, so, so David is not this you know, badass with a lot of attitude. I mean, he, he's very emotional, and, and, and we get that. So to be thrust into this situation as he has, I, I think he's done a remarkable job uh, you know it, it, you know being to where he is at this point so marcy wakes up to david making pancakes and i love the fact he starts to turn around and she's a little almost like what are you doing and he goes well you used to like to sleep naked so i just yeah. want to make sure <laughs> but she decides and i think she's correct that he's exhibiting signs of ptsd as a result of the shooting and that whole little little detail where he suggests they switch seats at the breakfast table um i i feel like it's meaningful i'm just not sure exactly what i think it means
1: right like yeah yeah i, I was kind of like the exact same thing i'm like all right i'm, I'm sh- obviously that that means something i j- i just i just don't know what it is yeah but i guess he's just maybe just looking at I don't know. Like I want to see you from a different angle, and you know, I, I you know, I don't
0: know. Right, and, and get our relationship off on a new foot after everything we've been through. Because, look, like McLaren telling Cat, you, you don't have to worry anymore. You're safe now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're telling yeah. me that, but um, uh, th- <laughs> I still can't get that blood stain out of my uh wood floor
1: right. oh my god when she brought that carpet how badly did you want him to say hey that really ties the room together <laughs> that would have been perfect yeah i was see- like come on say it give- if you ever have a moment you can do that that was the moment and they completely freaking dropped the ball on that uh, i know but
0: then you would have criticized it that it was one funny line too many
1: no i would have been i would have been i was i was just saying i was like oh come on if they say it it would be the best ever like oh come on they have to say it it's it's, it's like a necessity and they just they didn't they just let it go and i'm like oh my god they had the chance you had, you had the chance it was right there yeah i uh, thought that was the whole reason they brought in the carpet was to say that line honestly well
0: they go for a walk on a pier uh and she's still harping on the PTSD and begins to treat the symptoms. And, you know, Marcy, the interesting thing in, in this episode is it, it's easy to understand. I mean, well, given, you know, the, the, the circumstances and the, and the way uh, the scene transpired, why Jenny refers to her as the little blonde bitch, because she, she, she is coming across that way. But, but you know, there's a, there's a line that she'll say in a few minutes that uh, I think this is really impacting her more than any of the other travelers. So, you know, it, it, as she treats his PTSD, it's almost as if she's really treating her own. And, you know, she starts doing that tapping thing. And, right. and, and I love the fact that he stops her. It's like it, yeah. mumbo jumbo. Yeah, it's too weird. And then she leaves and says, well, I'm going to go get something that'll help. I'll meet you at home. And she finds out that he's changed the locks. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, all right, is this like metaphorically implying that her words don't work anymore because he knows she's not telling the truth? So on, on one level, he thinks she's an FBI doctor. But right. clearly, he knows it's a lot more than that, and we talked about it last week. What he must be thinking of her, but she's got this eye movement therapy kit, and I'm thinking, all right, where'd you get that? But all right, I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll we'll go with it. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, I all right, is she going too far, or, or is she really, you know, as I said, I think treating herself because. Everything she's tried to this point has not alleviated his distress, so she says, "All right, you know what? I've got one more option." <laughs> she pulls out the little plastic baggie yep. and pulls out a joint, <laughs> and I love the. She starts explaining. He, I'm familiar with the process. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, he seems. Yeah, it's quite just like happy. you
1: have to inhale. It's like uh, I'm on it.
0: I got it, and he's in fact pretty happy with this option, and. I think, I want to say something like this came up in season one, but, but, you know, he lights it and then offers it to her and she just kind of shakes him off like, no, but then later, uh, I'm not sure if uh, it looked like there was only one joint in that bag, but uh, I don't know how much time elapsed.
1: It certainly suggests that she shared with him, but... She also looks, she's like, you know, cause he's obviously has the stoner monologue going and everything, sure. you know, um, like why is the sky blue type stuff? And, uh, you know, she looks like she's getting annoyed with him. And I'm like, now, now wait a minute, you, you can't be annoyed at his stoner talk. You gave him the joint, you put it in front of him with a, with a lighter. So don't go getting annoyed at him because he's rambling about, you know, He's waxing
0: philosophic as because he, he's high, right now. What it you know? What it brings up for me is the use of marijuana in the future. Uh, I'm assuming they have it as opposed to her simply studying about it in the historical record. It, 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 do people just react differently in the future? I, I don't know, but but like you, I thought yeah, whatever. But but when he says about you know. I can't remember whether he says, I can't feel my feet or whatever. And then she just says, I don't feel anything, which simply reinforces what we've been seeing that she's the one with PTSD. And, and I think as we go forward in, in season two, her working with the other team members, I I think is going to be the source of a lot of friction which we already see a little bit in Philip and, and and this is a new Philip and we'll talk about him in a second. So he might be able to deal with it, but uh, so, so David comes home the next day, finds that, you know, she's purchased that rug that you were talking about and then says, she's going to leave. You'll be safer without me. And she mentions when she asked him, were we intimate? This is Marcy 2.0. Were we intimate? And he said no, and I guess what he tells her now is that wasn't true exactly, right? Marcy 2.0 and I were not intimate. 1.0, yes. And, you know, he admits he loves her and says, you love me, you just don't remember, which I'm not positive even Marcy 1.0 loved David. I mean, she was fond of him sure Well, she did but she did have sex with him right well okay i mean
1: that happened but, right didn't it yeah like, it did
0: it did but
1: so, so. I mean, that doesn't mean love that doesn't mean love i'm not that much of a prude or anything but i'm just saying that there definitely was a level of affection there i don't know i don't think we ever thought that her feelings were as strong for him as his were for her which was one of the kind of creep factor things I was getting from
0: David in the first place. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like she does care enough about David to tell him that, you know, I need to leave, let you get on with your life. Sort of like Buffy and angel for those Buffy, the vampire slayer fans out oh, there. Spoilers. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But then, and we'll talk about Philip and Jenny in a minute. Marcy walks in on them a- after they've had sex and he's happy of course and she's pissed and i, I, yeah. I again i i love the well, well she's a traveler and that's okay because <laughs> like all right tells him it's she's so gonna, good baby yeah uh she's gonna stay there for a while but you know not after firing off some snarky comments towards jenny and i'm thinking. Why can't he have some happiness? And I'm trying to be fair because clearly she is hurting. And we don't – I mean, to say we don't know why is not exactly true. We just don't know the specifics of what's really eating at her. But –
1: yeah. well, there's always been kind of like uh, you know a special relationship between Philip and and Marcy. As we see that Philip is you know really upset as he tells the the group, you know I, I lost a friend. I mean she's still here, but it's not her. And you know the others aren't really upset about this at all. Like no one says anything at all about the new Marcy. But Philip is really. Um, distraught over that and um and then to, to see uh marcy's reaction when she comes back and finds philip in bed with jenny you know it's it certainly if i were a, a shipper um you know i would you know start my philosophy um you know thread here
0: <laughs> well see i guess what i look at it is perhaps she realizes, because I think she has to be able to see there's something different about Philip. That, so whether it's the clarity in his eyes or whatever, so coupled with the fact that there's this girl, Jenny, who is a traveler, and all, it's like, he doesn't need me anymore. So if he doesn't need me and we've got no, you know, it's like, is she struggling with purpose? And you know, so I think we have to give her some time. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Cool, cool, um, cool. Scar removal device, by the way, very nice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just, I,
1: I think she'll have a easier time, uh, kind of getting back with the rest of the group, Bec- but it definitely seems like there's a much stronger emotional attachment between her and Philip. Um, you know, and basically, the loss of Marcy is what drives him into.
0: Uh, Jenny's suspiciously awaiting arms. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get to that in a minute as well. And, but, but, you know, it just, I, I love the fact that this episode, everybody's apart because kind of what we're, you know, alluding to here is how is this team going to function when they get back together? Right. And it, that's, again, it's going to be fascinating. It's why I think this episode is going to prove to be so pivotal as we, you know keep going. All right, well let's take a look at Trevor and Grace. We don't see a whole lot of them and they're still in the hospital. And Trevor's girlfriend Renee visits him and <laughs> true true to her character, can you feel this? Can you feel yeah. this? Uh goes under <laughs> his gown, grabs his crotch. <laughs> and of course, uh as he tells Grace after Renee leaves that I'm an old guy with a young girl, how is this going to work if I mean, is he just going to break up with her the way Marcy did with David? You know, Renee almost seems like she's the type that she's not going to take that. (laughs) She's going to fight for her man.
1: Oh, oh, she'll... You know, they're in high school, so, you know, like high school relationships end all the time. Like, you know, it's... I, 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 I feel like it would it's going to be a lot less traumatic if should it happen um, for her. And I think invariably it has to happen because once again, we see um, this kind of budding relationship. Well, we saw the relationship between Trevor and grace when she was still
0: grace, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, and he brings that up. That's part of his dilemma at this point, you know, that, that the grace uh, lying next to him in the hospital room is somebody totally different and 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 again like the others okay now what do we do and again with protocol five or th- i forget which number but you live out the life of your your host body and he mentions about you know well you can counsel kids and she has some snarky remark about you know intelligent conversation i said but right uh, but she loves the hospital food, which then we tie back to Forbes loving those two day old donuts. And, and uh sure, uh, sure, Which, which again, it was just some the, the humor, but it fit well. Jennifer Spence is just so
1: you know great in there, like she knows, child. Well, she's you know,
0: she's well, she you know I could get up
1: right now, but you know, I have to pretend that I'm not, so you know, they won't start asking more questions.
0: Well, like that. exactly, exactly, but. She mentions that the faction corrupted the director, putting the grand plan in jeopardy. So what is the truth about the director at this point? I mean, obviously, we don't know the answer to that, but that's certainly something that that we consider uh, out of this conversation. Again, who's pulling the strings, as we said last week? Uh, is Vincent, you know, is he... Not is he the director, but is he pretending to be the director somehow? Yeah, but uh, but he's not in the future though, right? So that's well, that's true.
1: Yeah, that's like when Jenny comes back and Philip's like, well, how'd you know that? She's like, hello, future, you know, he's not in the future. So he, you know, like how he would be able to uh, manipulate events here i don't think that's possible i don't i don't think that's a thing at all okay. now is he this group that is trying to intercept travelers and uh you know and interrogate them and potentially kill them well yeah obviously we know that that's a thing but uh i i don't, I don't think that he's able to control the director i, I could be patently wrong but uh yeah, i just feel like he, he's got no way of Of knowing, the, especially now the future has been changed, you know, he he doesn't know how to change it. Well,
0: that's true. Or or how how to change events in real time today. Right. That's true. Although Jenny's comment, hello, future, uh, I'm still not so sure about who it is she's really working for. I mean, she says the director... But, uh, all right. The oh, la- the she's, la- she's just all kinds of, of sketchy. The the last thing about Trevor and Grace that – and it's a, you might say it's a minor detail. You might say, well, obviously, whatever. But the fact that they understand we have to basically con these doctors that we still are having problems when we really don't. Otherwise, as she says, we're going to uh, – be seen as some sort of medical miracles and that's going to raise too many questions so they're going to be in the hospital uh, I think for a few more episodes uh, unless there's like a a time jump of a you know a couple weeks or something like that which is certainly possible so uh, mention David being more sympathetic to me Jeff I'm not going to say I'm sympathetic towards him because you can't unsee the fact that he got physical with Carly more than once in their relationship. Well, he, he, he killed her. Well, well, he, well, right. Exactly. I mean,
1: he, in the original history, he did. That's That's why
0: Carly, you know, was picked. So, right. So we learn as does Carly that neither are allowed contact with baby Jeffrey, which seems to surprise her. And the idea that the two of them now have to work together. And I think, as he says, stop being pissed at each other and see what happens. Now, of course he thinks that means they might get back together, which there's no way in hell. These two are getting back together. Yeah, that she ain't still has a thing for Mac who a apparently has a thing for cat. So where that's going to go, I don't know. I mean, certainly travelers better not turn into a soap opera, which I'm pretty confident it will not, but if they do it right, you know, it it certainly can, can play into, you know, the overall arc, but I mean, it's not going to go away. The question now is whether or not he can change his violent behaviors. Uh, I mean, I I don't know how much we're going to see. Obviously, he's living on the couch in her living room. And, you know, we see that social worker again that we saw last season. But she tells him, this is all for show. Don't think for a second you have a shot. But, you know, I guess on the one hand, I'm thinking, well, you could be a little nicer to him. But then, as you said... No, dude, dude killed her. <laughs> right? Doesn't he, he really doesn't deserve it? No, as much as
1: he, <clears throat> yeah, I mean he's just holding on to this. The, the whole his whole problem is that he's got this. Well, well first of all, he he, he here's this woman who he apparently it was completely used to dominating, and you know you know exercising power over for a long time and all of a sudden she's not taking his crap anymore and so now he's you know he, now he's just now getting around to learning oh i have to treat her with respect right he never had before but now because she's able to kick ass now he has to treat her with with respect right yeah. and so that i don't think that that his change of character is anything uh Admirable at all? I think it's just him finally realizing he's not the alpha in this relationship.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know right. So, and, and um, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I just still don't like him. <laughs> I guess is what it boils down. I, I think he's just uh, you know, full, like the fact that he thinks that like, like you know, he he is harboring this little hope that oh yeah, we're gonna sleep in the same bed now, right? Everything. It just shows you how just completely out of touch he is. Like everything he's done, apart from, you know, A, killing her in the first place, but then, you know, getting the social worker involved. I mean, he made that happen. It's all because of him that the social worker even got involved in the first place. Right. So, you know, he's just been a, a jerk all along. Now, granted, that doesn't mean there's not room for redemption for Jeff here, but I just don't see it happening, you know. Yeah,
0: no, no, I would agree with you. I mean, it's almost like something life changing has to occur for him to wake up, and I, I don't know what that really could be outside of what's already happened. So, you know, we'll, yeah. I I, I could see him
1: getting travelered. Well,
0: you know what? I, I just, you I, see, I, I just made that verb. But I oh, nice. But to me, that would really be lazy writing. Because I think the the character that he is, the person, the human being that he is, plays an integral role in certainly Carly's life and by extension the rest of the group. So that would just be too easy, you know? Well, I, mean, I, I don't necessarily
1: well I, I just I don't necessarily see it happening soon, but I think ultimately they're just gonna reach a point with this character. Like with Walter. I think they had him become a traveler because they just they couldn't keep this up anymore or they probably could maybe for another season stretch out the frenemy thing him trying to catch grant or figure out what grant is up to and grant always kind of eluding him or coming up with excuses Um, but i think already it, it it had kind of reached its point in season one where you know this this character is kind of like a a one trick pony almost. Um, and we have to move on. So that's what I kind of see for, for Jeff is that they're going to, he's just going to be this antagonistic character. Um, I I just feel like he's going to like be better for a while and more sympathetic. And then he's just going to flip back. Um, and then at that point I would predict is where he would get traveled.
0: Okay.
1: Um, After he, you know, once again get you know, I just, this is what I'm kind of predicting for him is that he's going to make another attempt on Carly's life. Okay. I just think he's still too unstable. He looks okay now, but something that is going to make him mad, and
0: that's going to be it. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Now, last week I mentioned that this might be a good opportunity for Philip to get clean. And clearly that worked out, just not at all how I expected. So uh, we see him at an N.A. meeting and, you know, he he gets up to speak. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago, he admits to missing someone. It's like she's gone. And then at the end, an attractive young woman approaches him, tells him that she's Traveler 4514 sent by the director to help you. And I I still, as you said, there's something sketchy about her. Who who does she really work for? I'm not convinced it's not Vincent. I I just, I mean, when she says, Well, future, that's how I know. I don't know. That just seems too easy. And... Again, we'll see, but she tells him that her mission is to give him the synthetic compound that's going to eliminate the withdrawal symptoms of the heroin, but it won't be invented for another 20 years. All right, fine, That that's okay, that's fair enough. But as Philip says, well, why did it take so long for help to arrive? And, and well, the director wanted to see if you could kick the yeah. habit on your own. And I'm like, really? That's yeah. That's the way you go about, uh, fostering well, a successful mission.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I mean, we we get it. There, there is definitely something dodgy about J. There's no question about it. Um, but like you know, any other heterosexual male, uh, when faced with an attractive heterosexual female, the ability to think logically goes right out the window. And uh, he ends up sleeping with her instead. Right. So we all know she's trouble, but we all kind of cheered him on. He, he slept with her, like, right away. Yeah. Like, good on you, man, you know? Um, but but for sure, like, it's just, she's every single sign of, you know, if it's too good to be true, right? right. It's too, I mean, like, uh, you well, know, look, like, most, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Philip, you're a good looking guy. But, you know, most guys, a girl that attractive comes up to us and- Is completely into us right from the start and then is jumping in bed with us soon thereafter. You know, that should probably, we should maybe stop and think about this for a little bit. Yeah. Well,
0: well, and again, stop and think about one of the first things she does. She hands him the eye drops. She sees his reluctance. So, you know, she puts them in her own eyes and then starts acting like she's having a seizure. (laughs) right and then of course she's just playing with him he's like that's not funny and she's like i thought it was kind of funny and that was pretty funny i have to admit she though reminds him that now because the the present the 21st and the future has been changed he doesn't have to carry the burden of knowing when people are going to die since the timelines change and sure um you know tells him in fact she agrees with his decision to step in and prevent deaths of people that uh he cared about that that kid Alexander who I mean right. you know once once they saw the, the situation it's not as if he knew him before that but tells him that the director's not perfect. Remember, we created him. And I mean really that that's pretty true, you know? Yeah. I mean, artificial intelligence is only as intelligent as, you know, the human that creates it, unless we get into uh, Terminator and Skynet. Right, right. uh, Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth, so (laughs) I won't need to say them. (laughs) Uh, But Philip seems a little paranoid, almost like he he feels somebody might be listening in and, of course— because we are a bit skeptical of jenny you know hey maybe they are i mean who knows i mean we assume she has one of those calm devices implanted in her why was she really sent and then tells him she's got a surprise for him now at this point we're thinking like oh okay i know what that surprise is going to be well that that gets delayed for a little bit but (laughs) she's taken him to a speech by this guy edward calloway who philip recognizes historically as a prominent racist and she has inserted some compromising photos into the slideshow and again i mean she kind of implies that she did it to change history to make a point that you know when, when we get to that final scene where we learn that calloway not only killed himself but killed his wife and his child and she just kind of brushes it off. It's like, well, you know, right. how many hundreds won't die because he's not around?
1: Right. I mean, Jenny is
0: way off mission. I, well,
1: or maybe not, because that, as you mentioned before, I mean, the timeline has changed. The, the time is out of joint, and we don't know what's going on in the future. So when Jenny comes back and she's killing bad people basically or causing bad people to kill themselves. Um, you know, like Philip is kind of not necessarily okay with that. But then
0: again, she's really hot, so uh, I'm not well, really yeah, gonna Well but, yeah, but she has the perfect answer. If right the director disapproved, yeah, it would have sent a messenger. Which it clearly did not. She's got a great point there, right? Exactly. So is this what's going to drive them apart before they ever get started? Who's right? Because isn't this really the classic, if you could go back in time and kill Hitler, would you? Yeah. So is she she wrong? I mean, look, this is the kind of question that you could spend a whole semester in philosophy class debating. Uh Uh,
1: But- yeah um yeah well you know is she wrong well yes clearly yes, because that their their mission is you know that's that's one of their their parameters is you don't, don't save take a, life, a life right you don't take a life right yeah, so it's right there in in the rules very clearly and explicitly stated um so the fact that the uh the director doesn't stop her well could basically indicate that she's not on the director's team
0: you know well that's true. like
1: like would the historical record know that jenny convinced this guy to kill himself and his family like i sincerely doubt it so how would they stop her how would they know what she was about to do if there there was no record of it
0: right and is there even a director still in existence and if there yeah. is who controls it uh, again there there's so many questions that are unanswered which obviously is a good thing since we've got the whole season ahead of us but sure. it also raises our suspicion level on Jenny despite how hot she is so you know um yeah well so yeah. you know i mean one of the things about this episode again as you mentioned to, to me before we recorded that that it's really about the couples the, the the pairings that you know even though Jeff and Carly aren't a couple in the traditional sense they are a couple they are paired together because they share baby Jeffrey and so that we see all of these people just really almost I don't want to say grasping at straws but grasping for something solid to hold on to because they don't know what their future holds they don't know if that's it. I now live out the rest of my life as Grant McClare, FBI agent, or or what? Or are right. they going to get another mission? So I just, I thought it was a great episode. So, I mean, I, I, anything else you want to bring up, uh, that's pretty much all I've got.
1: I, I think that's pretty much all I've got, too.
0: I mean, just a lot here. I, I'm just, you know, season two is always a tough act, uh, a tough thing to uh, produce because when you've got a show that season one is so good it's stranger things not to you know go off on that again but after that season one to follow it up as they did whoo just just really really awesome yeah and and it looks yeah. like that's happening with travelers as well
1: so. yeah so far so good
0: so far so good all right well we'll leave it there And as always, want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. Love to hear what you think about Travelers, anything else in genre TV. Just, you know, if you want to just let us know what you're watching. Encourage you to join the Facebook group. Share your thoughts with the Sci-Fi TV Rewatch community. If you're already a member, spread the word. Emails go to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch at gmail.com or voicemails via the SpeakPipe tab, which you can access through the website and we'll be back next week to talk about season two episode three of travelers titled jacob but until then you know dave i've was, I was always
1: been wondering is this a real thing because it feels a little bullshitty